while hiring top talent seems like the ultimate route to success as a healthcare founder. Here's the reality: a team of experts alone and functioning in silo won't guarantee your goals. It's time to discover the significance of aligning values and creating a strong company culture for long-term success. Welcome to Providers Edge, the podcast that helps healthcare entrepreneurs and innovators break down barriers and control their business, life, and future with valuable action steps. With me, your host Sabrina Rombach, a recovered clinician and a business deal catalyst. Let's rewrite the rules and create a positive social impact while increasing your profitability. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host Sabrina Rumbeck, and I'm having a, a great day today. I'm so excited to have the founder、um, Terry Long here with us from Amplify Lee, and she's the CEO、uh, of the company who have experienced fibromyalgia and refuse to believe. Taking prescription medication is the only thing that she can do、uh, for the rest of her life, and she found a better answer to that. And one of the body's main job is to heal itself. And along with her journey to restore her health, she discovered that cannabis was the answer for so many chronic. Illnesses, and therefore she created the company, and with the knowledge that she wanted to share with others. And over the last five years, her customer has been sharing all about the product, how amazing they have been to help them heal different areas of life, stress, pain, anxiety, sleep issues, and I think all of us experience some level of that. As we are moving through life, and especially this show is for healthcare entrepreneurs, the leaders who have been brave, who are ambitious, daring to create a business to support your team, your community, your family. And sometimes we put so much on ourselves, and that creates the level of stress and anxiety. So we also need to heal ourselves. And not just pouring everything out for our patients. So thank you so much, Terry, for being here today. No problem, Sabrina. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know.、Uh, I cannot ever share how amazing our speakers are, just like yourself. So I wanted to have a little bit more of your background、um, when you start discovering your own struggle with chronic pain, and then what was the Uh, pivot that you had to say, "Hey, I can do something different," and that's how I'm、uh, start to sh- serve the healthcare space. Sure. Well, I was in corporate for twenty some years. Started in my twenties, and I just noticed that I was not feeling well all the time. I was、uh, the office, and I was mostly feeling not well in office.、Uh, so. I saw many different doctors, rheumatologists,、uh, neurologists. I probably went through six dollars, six doctors, trying to figure out why I wasn't feeling well, and they weren't really sure. The tests were all negative. I even had one doctor admit that I was allergic to work, and I said, "Can I get a, a written letter to that extent? Can I show my boss that?" And he's like, "Well, no," but really, they didn't know what was causing me to not feel good, and. 
fibromyalgia was just starting to come out as a diagnosis. And, and we know it's really just saying that you don't feel well, you ache, you're tired all the time, you have inflammation, and we don't know why. So I was on prescriptions for a long time, and they weren't helping. I actually felt like I was getting worse. So I didn't want to be on prescriptions for the rest of my life. So I did my own research. Like you said in the beginning, I, I refuse to believe that our bodies can't heal ourselves. You have to give them the right situation, the right scenario. You have to support them the right way and uh, and so they can heal. So I researched natural wellness, and that that ranges from eating organic foods, eliminating wheat products, that is a huge one. And I found a doctor that was telling me to do that. Plus he tested me for different things and he really got me on the path to feeling better. But the biggest thing for me was eliminating wheat and fixing my diet overall. But along that journey and all the research I did, I found that the only thing that was really giving immediate relief for people suffering with fibromyalgia was cannabis. Now, at the time, again, I was in corporate. I didn't know anybody in those circles to get a hold of anything like cannabis. I didn't want to smoke it. I don't like smoking. I thought that's the only way you could do it. And who knows if I could get drug tested at, at work. So it just wasn't for me, but I was a very big proponent of it. And I kept studying it and hoping that one day it would be available to the people uh, without restriction. We're not quite there yet, but we have come a long way. So it was in 2017 that I finally discovered that hemp has many of the same medicinal properties, but without the high. So when I looked into it and reached out to uh, a cannabis specialist attorney, he said, yes, you can start selling it. It's back-end wording legal. It's a little more clearly legal or front-end wording uh, now, even since I started. But I couldn't wait, one, to leave corporate because I just didn't feel well in the office but to start sharing the news with other people that you can feel better naturally and how amazing this plant is. Now, you mentioned a couple things at the beginning about, you know, healing and pain and, and things like that. I do want to give you that disclosure that we are, I am not a doctor and we can't give professional medical advice about this stuff. So we have to be careful about what we claim and we don't claim to cure chronic illness i talk about it being helpful for chronic illness and, and helping a lot of the symptoms of that but we really can't make any of those claims so i just want to uh, say that first and foremost that uh yeah we're not doctors but we do have people you can talk to if you do want to get a doctor's perspective Right. I believe the medical cannabis uh, topic has been out uh, in many different healthcare professionals, whether they're a pain specialist or pharmacist who study on the specific uh, organic part of the biochemistry and the uh, structure changes, how it's affecting us cellularly. And there's many different topics on that. And just like any nutritional supplement or any type of supplement, um, whether people wanted to take them products through FDA or not, uh, at the end of the day, mostly is by case study. It's by whoever have the uh, problems that they have tried in many different other ways, and they wanted to find 
a different solution. And uh, I think that's why we call everyone patients, because we have to have the patient to even fix our own issue, no matter what that means, whether it's a diagnosable disease or something like stress and uh, difficulty sleeping, as we can all tag ICD-10 code on it. But um, how are we really seeing things as a whole? Uh, finding our solution, not just what we used to know, what we trust it should be, what we uh, found that could be possible. And I think that's where it brings us to your company and your drive is that what you used to know, what everybody have told you was not really a solution. It's simply trying to process, eliminate what they uh, thought it could be until you found a better solution for yourself. And so running this is not going to be easy, right? So when you started uh, going, creating this company, uh, the drive was definitely there and we clearly see your passion in it. So how did you, for anybody else who, uh, whether they're a medical professional or someone else, I think all of us have thought about, hey, I want to run a product, right? Like I, ha I have a new discovery. I found this, whether it's by clinical trial or whatnot. So at what point you found that I can make this company successful? And what are some of the key points that drove your success current state? Well, I did a lot of research in the beginning and a lot of uh, my background in corporate and such helped me really launch a business for myself. I was really amazed how my random past experiences that I didn't think were relevant at the time uh, came together very nicely in launching my own business, especially coming out of the corporate world. I was in software development that helped me with a lot of things. Um, but in this industry specifically, it was important to be early. I was one of the first in North Carolina and woman owned and leading the way. So not many other people were doing it at that time. So we we're getting a lot of interest. Now, since then, most people know you can get hemp-infused, CBD-infused products just about anywhere. A lot of companies have come and gone since then. We're still around, again, five years plus. Um, it's, a, it's a challenging field to be in. There's a lot of restrictions, uh, not a whole lot of regulations yet, but we try to keep everything as transparent and to FDA standards and just uh, focus on education and how people can learn to get the most out of this plant because it's not always as straightforward as, as a prescription. So we're, we just focus on education. Despite trying various marketing strategies such as running ads, speaking, word of mouth remains the most effective, allowing clients to experience their products firsthand, according to Terry. Personally, guiding them through consultations has been a crucial part in her journey. This approach ensures customers aren't left to navigate on their own, enhancing a unique customer experience. A quick announcement before we move forward. If you are a healthcare founder and entrepreneur looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to us you can find me on LinkedIn to schedule a virtual coffee chat. Let's connect and discuss how we can take your healthcare business to the next level. All right, let's continue on.
Right. I think that's a great point to tap into. Many of us are running our own practices. That's also patient facing, right? You're uh, running at the end of the day, B2C business. So what do you find the most helpful in what way have you tried in your marketing, in your strategies to be able to better educate patients? And so then they believe in your product and eventually become a client. Yep. So educating is the key. We can't really outright sell in most advertising. So educating, we can't use a lot of terms. Like we could get dinged for using the words pain and anxiety. We've tried print advertising, display ads, social media advertising has a lot of restrictions unless you have a lot of money to put into that. So the the best way to go about it is word of mouth and getting in front of the client and, and our customers and letting them try it first. Um, and being there for them. I started out in an office doing consultations before I opened a retail store, which still offered those consultations, but guiding the customer along and not just selling something online and they're off to, to try it themselves and whether it works or not. We have lifetime consultations before you, you purchase anything, during, you know, if you're not getting the results, they after, I mean, a lifetime, we're, we're there to help them. And if at any point they feel it's not helping them, they call us, we help them adjust. If it doesn't help them, we just issue a refund and don't ask for the product back. But the key is consultation. So many people have tried CBD by now and say it doesn't work. Um, there could be many reasons for that. The com- you know, fly-by-night companies, there really isn't any CBD in the product or it's mislabeled. There aren't standards for, for labeling products yet. But uh, most often it's they haven't experimented with it. Plus, there's different varieties of hemp products from isolate, broad spectrum, full spectrum. So people get overwhelmed. We have to focus on the education. We have to be there with them along the way and then not just pluck a product off the shelf. So that's exactly what I'm hearing you say is definitely social media can be very overwhelming, especially for any uh, supplement type of product out there. If there's a language issue on what you can say and cannot say. So you best represent it's not a cure and then a cannabis to diagnosable disease per se. And therefore it does come challenges on the branding side, right? Like how do you describe it? And what you found it works the best is the part about the right relationship that you have built and bring in the referrals. And so you can be face-to-face with those patients, whether it's on the phone, uh, virtually or in the office when you're doing consultation and breaking down how come something worked or didn't work? And perhaps it is not the right content, uh, concentration, whatnot, mislabel for various reasons. And um, uh, of course, you're here, right? Like we also know media has been great. Uh, what's your experience in sharing product with uh, various podcasting or big news outlet? How has that been working out for you? Um, again, with some restrictions, I've done some PR work. Social media, social media is really touch and go for people in our industry, put a lot of effort into it. It can be very time consuming, a full time job. I have put a lot of time and effort into my social media in the past, but for absolutely no reason, your page can be removed. And that happened to me after putting a lot of time and gaining a lot of followers and such on Instagram. It was just poof gone one day. So I I keep social media in mind. I, I think have and keep it looking nice but don't go overboard on it because 
again, it could just, it could just disappear one day and, and rules and regulations change so quickly. You never know. So you so have to be flexible in this industry and social media is, is something you just do a very small part of your advertising on and podcasts. Podcasts have been uh, successful for me. Um, I've done both sponsoring podcasts and interviews like this. And I find that relating to the customers and them hearing my story podcasts are one of the best ways I feel is to reach your audience and get them educated. Right. Because speaking, people love stories and uh, depend on who the audience are. Ours are healthcare professionals versus when you speak on the shows who are client facing, right? You, uh, we all know pivot that story that's most relatable and tackle that um, what we can give value in, right? Just like you're saying, uh, many times over educate if we can be in the place of giving sharing and really there to deliver then people understand our value system they understand your true genuine self are uh, being who you are trying to be a support and then just so happen we have a solution that they might consider to try so i think that's definitely a great way to tap into this and then None of us can run a big company or big practice all by ourselves. So share a little bit about your team. How are you creating your team? And then what has been uh, some of the wins or struggles that you encounter there? Um, I mostly hire contractors. I've hired uh, contractors from all over the globe. The key is to focus on what my skills are, you know, differentiate what my skills are and what I what what, what I'm best at and leave the rest for other people. Like I'm not, I'm not really a salesperson. I'm a, I'm a factual person. <laughs> so I hire out um, my marketing team and social media help, tech support, things like that. You really do need the team. And I find very helpful websites like Fiverr and Upwork, really easy to find and qualify people when there's lots of reviews on their work. You can see how much they've worked on those or how many, uh, clients they've had and worked for. So I find those uh, valuable. Uh, the challenge with it is open just up and up and leave. I had an amazing VA one time. She just knew exactly what I needed. I told her what I needed. She built out web pages and emails and linked them all together and got processes going. She was fabulous. Something came up and she was no longer available. So that's the thing with is they may not always they're essential to have. And I think it's a great way to do it. Everybody likes uh, just try to find a great virtual assistant that can do it all is, is what most entrepreneurs need. You're hit it right on the nail. And most people have now realized is that what do you actually love to do and do well? And that's uh, what I talk about a lot with my clients, what we call that freedom compass, right? And I think Terry tapped into that. Um, you don't need to do everything. As a, as an owner, we need to think as the executive level, as a stakeholder for your entity, instead of continuous pouring in. And definitely the silent resonation or the people who just all of a sudden quit on us without think uh, a good enough explanation, or despite they have a really great explanation, you still lost someone. So that's mm -hmm. a 
big challenge in many, many different areas and not just us in the healthcare space. I was just talking to a friend of mine, actually working with her and same thing happened. She uh, was saying that she took one of her assistants um, to a conference in California, had a great trip, um, said so appreciative of her, learning a lot. And then the very next day got a text message saying, I no longer will um, continue our work. I would terminate immediately. And she was so shocked. Uh, and that's the, sometimes it's hard to judge in what have happened, right? And then that's why we trying to figure out not only the most effective way, what's the structure you can have built, but the quality of people. Do you know their basic human need? Do you know that the internal drive that they have do you know what their projection is? How long they actually wanted to stick with you, right? And sometimes even you feel like you're showing them the appreciation, they still somehow felt uneven or not being uh, represented the best way. So definitely developing your team is big, right? And then on top of that, we also continue to grow as an individual, to grow ourselves as a leader so we can create bigger impact. So what are some of the ways that you have found to work really well for yourself to create that alignment in um, personal life, business vision, uh, social support, and all kind of combine everything together? Well, we know that people more and more these days are wanting to work with like-minded businesses, businesses that share their values. So I think that to the best of my knowledge is the reason, possibly the reason why I lost this amazing VA, because I did give her autonomy to do what she excelled at and what she liked to do. And I, you know, appreciated everything she did. But uh, the more she realized where I was taking the brand and such, it may not have aligned with her personal values. People are very aware of that and want to work with like-minded so it you know i hope it's not becoming more and more divisive but it's just becoming a fact that people learn who you are as a person and as a business and the people you're trying to reach based on what values and do those align with them so it's tricky when you're hiring people you don't want to come out of the gate and say these are my values you want to but you don't want to or you shouldn't or you know hiring ethics you can't say so that, that's kind of a tricky balance, but ultimately you do want to find people. So it's great to find people through word of mouth, you know, who you know already have your values. I just really think that people are more like their values. In today's business environment, the alignment of value has become a crucial factor in collaboration and partnership. As values increasingly shape interactions, it's essential to attract individuals who matches your business ethics and emphasizes the growing impact and share values that can affect those people you work with and the relationship you have with your clients in a professional setting. Now, don't miss out on episodes. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite podcast platform to get the latest insights. Together, let's rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social impact in the healthcare industry. All right, let's get back to the rest of our show. Greatly said, and uh, building a 
company culture that everyone aligns to and and really attached to the mission. And we know that works the best in retaining your staff and also with training and developing. And I agree, uh, it's that value part of who they are because we can change perspective different issues that we can uh, respectively disagree on things, but the core of who we are doesn't change. And so definitely be a challenge, and especially in the hiring process. Uh, as one of the advice I always give to everyone who they're thinking about that transition and change, even though you cannot ask about that person's core value, if that's a touchy thing, but you can still ask about what's your opinion on our company mission? How do you think that align with who you are and your career projection? So it, it takes into making them to prove themselves. And in a way, it's we can all think on our, our feet and Sometimes, yes, it's difficult for people to think about, but that also tests how much they actually studied on your company. And they did not just show up on the interview thinking, okay, that's it. I'm just going to talk about whatever, and but without doing the right homework. And I think that's all each component you can sh see how well that person fit you. Uh, none of us wanted to hire someone, give them a project, and they think you have to tell them every step of the way, right? And that's just not effective. Right. So I can, you know, I'm I'm willing to hire anybody regardless of their values. But as an employer, we yeah, we, we can't discriminate that on that anyways. But it just eliminates that risk of them eventually finding out if they researched you uh, well enough to, like you said, have some some vague questions in the beginning. To, to ensure that they're aware of our values, whether they align or not, so they know that they're going to stick to it. That's really the way I've been approaching it. Yeah, awesome. And um, what's the big vision going forward? To get more systematized. Uh, hopefully some regulations will come down the pipeline too, FDA regulations, Congress need help apparently. I'm really hoping to be one of the people that uh, or the one of the brands that rises above the others once those regulations come down and then we systematize and grow, you know, hire out, grow, keep on educating and go from there. Perfect. I so appreciate you for being here. How can people get in touch with you or uh, find out more about the product? We are at hemplily.com. You can reach us at hello at hemplily.com. And our phone number is 855-246-HEMP. That's 855-246-4367. We are vetted members of leaf411.org. So I just want to throw that in there. We're not doctors. We can't give direct advice. Um, if you're a medical professional and you want to learn more about cannabis, or even if you're a customer wanting to try it, you can give us a call. We can give you a referral code to our partner, leaf 411 trained nurses, and they can give you the medical specific advice they can talk in more clear terms uh, than than we can we talk most mostly anecdotally on the product side because we sell it so if anyone wants anything more from the medical perspective we would love to refer you to the cannabis nurses at lead 411 awesome i appreciate you for sharing the business growth side i'm sure people got a lot of insight into it 
Uh, and as we uh, are accelerating and growing our individual practices and thinking about uh, how we communicate with our patients and how we retain our own staff, which is can also be a challenge no matter what phase of business you are at. So, so appreciate you, uh, Terry, for being so authentic and sharing uh, your growth journey. Today, we spoke to CEO and founder Terry Yuzo on harnessing the power of aligning values and creating a company culture to build a successful business. As she navigates the challenges of team building and seeks to educate and grow in the competitive industry. Here's a quick summary of the major points we have discussed today. Number one, alternative solution for chronic illness. Terry's journey began with her own struggle against fibromyalgia and her refusal to rely solely on prescription medications. The pivotal discovery was the potential of cannabis, particularly hemp, to alleviate symptoms without the associate high. Number two, challenges in the CBD industry. Education emerged as a cornerstone of her approach, replacing direct cell with informative consultations. Overcoming the skeptical surrounding CBD's effectiveness required a personalized guidance, transparent labeling, and addressing misconceptions about its diverse product varieties. Number three, building relationship. The foundation of Terry's success lies in consultation before and after purchase offering customer tailored support to optimize their CBD experience and ensuring a strong company-client relationship. Even to the extent of lifetime consultation become the bedrock of trust and customer loyalty. Number four, marketing's challenges and effective strategy. Podcasts emerged as a powerful tool for education and storytelling. Sharing personal stories and value resonates deeply with audiences, creating reliability and trust. Number five, crafting a dynamic and aligned team. Carefully vetting and understanding potential team members' alignment with the company's core value contribute to a cohesive and motivated team. All right, so these are five different key points using alternative solution for chronic disease, challenges in CBD industry, building strong relationships, marketing challenges and effective strategy, last but not least, crafting a dynamic and aligned team. Thank you for tuning in to Providers Edge Podcast. We hope you enjoy our latest episode and found the insights and tips helpful. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show and learn what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. So please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and let us know what you think. Your feedback is essential to help us improve the show and provide you with the content you need to take your healthcare business to the next level. Thank you for your support and we look forward to hearing from you soon.